Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Thank you for joining me. Uh, this is my great privilege, my great passion to, to study the scriptures with all of you, and uh, I'm very, very grateful uh, for the opportunity to do that this morning. Today, we are looking to start our week, as we do most weeks, with some wisdom, some encouragement. We're looking at Psalm 96 and 97 today, uh, which have kind of a reminder. First of all, a reminder that God is the God above all gods, and that the other gods are nothing more than just fake idols. And we kind of saw that demonstrated in our study last week when we read out of uh, 1 Samuel, and they brought the Ark of the Covenant in before their god Dagon, and they came in the next morning and Dagon had fell over, right? The false god had fell over before the one true god. Also a reminder, the, these psalms also remind us that God is coming to judge, but that the righteous should rejoice. Then when we get to book of the uh, book of James, uh, he cautions against. We're looking at James chapter three today. He cautions against proud behavior and the mischief of an unruly tongue. The proverbs, as we've studied them a couple of times in the middle of this series over the last couple of years, over and over and over, we see the warning against the tongue. James gives us those warnings as well. So that is what we are looking at this morning. Real quick, the website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. January is always one of the slower months as far as support is concerned, so please consider supporting the podcast. You can do that by going to the website and clicking on support and donation. I want to thank all the Patreon subscribers who are just faithful month after month. Thank you so much and for, for uh, just helping me make this happen. All right. Let's dig in. Psalm 96 and 97, King James Bible. Verse 1. O sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great, and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him, strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of people, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. The world also shall be established that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord 
For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. So there's Psalm 96. We're going to read 97 here too, just in a second. That is like this, you know, the Lord, for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised for he is to be feared above all gods. You know, the scriptures say that the beginning of wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This is why a majority of the population are not wise. They lack the thing that you have to have to even to begin to get there. Right? Yeah, they might have all this earthly knowledge, but their wisdom is lacking. He's to be feared above all gods. Why? For all the gods of the nations are idols. The nations worship idols. This is why no matter where you go in the world, if you follow Christ, if you truly, truly follow after Jesus, follow after Messiah, if you're truly a servant of God, you will feel as an outcast because you are a stranger in a strange land no matter where you are on the earth because the, the nations worship idols, false gods, and you are strange and a peculiar people. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are his sanctuary. And then verse 13 will lead us into Psalm 97 here. Before the Lord, for he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. Let's move on. Psalm 97. The Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the isles be glad thereof. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. A fire goeth before him and burneth up his enemies round about. His lightnings, his lightnings enlightened the world. The earth saw and trembled. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord, the whole earth. There's a day coming. Maybe soon, right? When the Lord's going to return with fire and judgment. And the scriptures talk about, and Jesus talks about how He's going to send his angels forth and they're going to gather all the chaff and bundle it up and throw it into the fire. He's coming to judge everything. You know, the world has gone into a form of wickedness that hasn't been seen since the days of Noah. that hasn't been seen since the days of Lot. It's time to have a real fear of the Lord and to walk in His ways. 
Verse 6, the heavens declare the righteousness, and all the people see his glories. Confounded be all they that serve graven image, images, that boast themselves of idols. Worship him, all ye gods. Zion heard and was glad, and the daughters of Judah rejoiced because of the judgments, O Lord. For thou, Lord, art high above all the earth, thou art exalted far above all gods. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He, he perverseth the souls of the he preserveth the souls of the saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous, and gladness for the upright in heart. In heart. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. I want to read that last part again because as we see kind of the walls closing in around us as we see the world descend into the depths of hell we need to be reminded that God has not forgotten his remnant those who are truly in relationship with him not those who just show up not those who say it in word but indeed live as the world those who truly abide in him those who truly take refuge in him because he is a he is a strong tower those who truly take refuge under his wing those who truly have faith and believe for the lord art high above all the earth thou art exalted far above all gods ye that love the lord hate evil he preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous, and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. If you know the Lord today, if you have made walking with him your priority in life above all other priorities, then rejoice. Be glad in his holiness. Let's read now James chapter 3. Again, this is a caution against proud behavior and the mischief of an unruly tongue. So many claim to be followers of Christ, yet they cannot control the tongue. Evil proceeds from their mouth. Pride proceeds from their mouth. Judgment proceeds from their mouth. They can't bridle the tongue. And there's great warnings throughout all the Bible and warning of judgment from God to those who cannot control their mouth. It is a fruit of the flesh to run your mouth, not a fruit of the spirit. And we, I've mentioned this many, many times because I see so many that struggle with this. I'm thinking of real people that I encounter They claim to be Christian, 
yet there's no love in their words. Only hypocrisy. Only mischief. Let's read from James. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall that we shall receive the greater condemnation. I'm just going to stop there. When I see that verse, I'm reminded of other verses that remind us that there's a great responsibility. And I feel this responsibility heavily for those who would become teachers of the word. Or those who would find themselves in role of leadership. Or those who would find themselves as pastors. There's a great, great great responsibility and expectation that comes with it. Let me just read that first verse again and then continue moving on. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and is able to bridle the whole body. James is saying, if you're able to control the words coming out of your mouth... It, you're, you're able to bridle the whole body. It's like being a perfect man. Verse 3. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships which they that be so great are driven by fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm. Whithersoever the governor listeneth. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Let's stop for a second. He's saying, look, you see these big ships, but they're actually driven, and even with the winds blowing and everything, but they're moved by this little helm that, that changes the direction of the ship. He's saying that's how the tongue is. It's this little member among us, but yet... It can kindle an entire fire. Verse 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of bird and serpents and things in the sea is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith we bless God, even the Father, and therewith we curse men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Doth a fountain send forth the same place sweet, water, and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? either a vine, figs. So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Who is wise man and endured with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have a bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. 
For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure and peaceable, gentle and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So he's warning. It's kind of like Jesus says, you know, a, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit, right? James is saying it's the same thing with the tongue. You know, just like a just like a fountain can't produce both sweet water and bitter. It can't produce both salt water and fresh. It's one or the other. A fig tree can't bear olive berries. Neither can a vine produce figs. So he says, Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him... Sh-. Look, he's saying, If you think you're wise, if you're a wise and knowledge man, then let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness and wisdom. He's saying, Prove it by how your mouth acts. Prove it by what comes out of your mouth. He's saying, if, But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie again, not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, it's peaceable, gentle, and easy to be treated, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Let me end by just reading some commentary from Matthew Henry this morning about this chapter here. Here's what he says. He says, we are taught to dread an unruly tongue as one of the greatest evils. The affairs of mankind are thrown into confusion by tongues of men. Every age of the world and every condition of life, private or public, affords examples of this. Hell has more to do in promoting the fire of the tongue than men generally think. And whenever men's tongue are employed in sinful ways, they are set on fire of hell. No man can tame the tongue without divine grace and assistance. The apostle does not represent it as impossible, but as extremely difficult. Other sins decay with age. This many times gets worse. We grow more forward and fretful. As natural strength decays, the days come on which we have no pleasure. When other sins are tamed and subdued by the infirmities of age, the spirit often grows more tart. Nature being drawn down to the dread, and the words used become more passionate. That's man's tongue's confutes itself, which at one point, which at one time pretends to adore the perfections of God, and they refer to all things to Him, and at another time condemns even good men. If they do not use the same words and expressions, true religion will not admit of contradictions. How many sins would be prevented if men would always be consistent? Pious and edifying language is genuine, produce of a sanctified heart, and none who understands Christianity expects to hear curses, lies, boasting, revelings from a true believer's mouth, any more than they look for the fruit of one tree from another. 
but facts prove that more professes, professors succeed in brightening their senses and appetites than in duly restraining their tongues. Then, depending on divine grace, let us take heed to bless and curse not, and let us aim to be consistent with our words and our actions. Well, I hope that you've received some great wisdom and encouragement this morning as we have studied the scriptures. I pray that you've been blessed this morning. Set your eyes on above. Spend less time in the news and more time in the word. The news is going to lie to you about what's going on in the world, while the word will give you true perspective. I pray that this reaches out to you, that it pierces your hearts and causes you to draw all the more near to God. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.